0: There. So the documentary I watched is called Between the World and Me. It's based on a book called Between the World and Me, but the author of the book is Ta-Nehisi Coates, and pretty much the book is about how he writes a letter to his son on his fifteenth birthday, about being black in America, and giving his anecdotes and personal stories, giving great detail of how he grew up and um, how he warns his son of all like the bad in the world. Um, He also demonstrates the feelings and realities of being black in America and he calls out honor of like prepares his son of like the worst that can happen. Like this is pretty much like him giving his son the talk, but giving like the history of slavery and um civil rights movement and just everything that was impacted on the father's life and kind of just giving his son a chance to learn all of this history because he does need to know it when he grows older and he needs to know like the background of why we get so um of like how and why we are so discriminated against and what we can do to prevent it or kind of just avoid it um and the audience that is kind of like not kind of um sorry the audience that is mainly focused for this documentary is mainly African American families. I actually watched this with my family and my mom found it. And it was really good because I was watching it with my mom and she was explaining to me, like you need to know this stuff. And um, pretty much like just explaining to me that like this documentary is kind of important and it really is a good um, like example of how the talk goes. Um, for every African-American family. Um, The argument that Nahisi Coates portrays or argues is he's like helping his son understand the reality of symbolism and hate black Americans deal with in America. His argument is about like lifestyles of African-Americans and the struggles they go through, how uh, police brutality works, how slavery worked, how everything civil rights movement um, the confeder- the confederacy flag, everything, like, why we are so discriminated against. It, it- really is a great documentary, and there's also celebrities that, like, narrate the whole entire book. The- one of the celebrities that I noticed on the documentary was Yara Shahidi, and her segment was pretty much about, like, when he was in college at Howard University, And they were talking about marches and civil rights movement. I think it was after the Emmett Till case where Emmett Till was burned. I mean, he was hung and he was drowned and his face was really tormented. And it was really sad to hear about that story. But um, it was just about like women during the civil rights movement and how they were like being active and everybody else was active during the civil rights and how they demanded for equal justice. Um I have a couple evidence um from the documentary and the first evidence that I have is from when they were explaining the police system and government. It was really close to the beginning of the document um, document. Documentary documentary. Um and the quote is the system makes your body breakable. This quote kind of references the government and the police system and how like when you're so when the police system is kind of like so in my point of view like the police system kind of controls me a little bit because like I'm so afraid of them because I never know what is going to happen like it's really scary to know that anything can happen to you at any time and it's just terrifying. So, the system makes your body breakable. That quote, I think it's really hit deep for audience, especially African Americans, because, like, the police system can break you. Like, you can be so tough, but once you come to the police system, it's like, you won't win. Even if you try your hardest, you won't win. And that's just how America is now. Like, the system is so corrupt, and it's really just horrible. Um, the next evidence that I have is, is the quote called the dream rest on our backs. Um, so pretty much talking about, like, the American dream and how, like, this is the land of the free and how, like, people come here to be free. And I understand that, like, we have a freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of everything compared to, like, different countries. But also, like, there is most races that are really oppressed by white superiority and white supremacy and just a white privilege and pretty much the quote the dream rests on our backs it rests on african-americans backs slavery is based on the not based on the american dream but the american dream is based on slavery we built this country not um not really the founding fathers we built this country by hand and by everything we worked so hard to build this country yes the founding fathers created documents and said every man is equal but really are we all equal like i'm that's i don't know um the next quote that i have is why are they showing this to us so this quote is referencing how when tanahisi Coates was younger Um, They had assemblies at his school and they would show them videos of beatings and just anything that was horrific and they would show them this to know that this might happen to them. And it was really horrible to like hear that because like no kid should watch that. Like I just I could not imagine me being a six year old or a 12 year old just watching those. I would immediately just break down it was so horrible to listen to um but it's just referring to the terrors of blacks that we go through and how like we experience like beatings and gunshots and just terror it's horrifying and it appeals to the audience especially african americans because we see this almost happening every year with so many cases especially this summer with um george floyd and brianna taylor and ahmaud arbery and Quayon charles it's just it's really bad um the next quote is from muhammad ali actually that was included in the video and the quote is a white man's heaven is a black man's hell so my interpretation of this quote was pretty much like a white man's heaven i feel like is I mean, it depends on the white man, like, if he does not like blacks, then he would obviously, like, torment us, and that's our hell. And pretty much, it's it really stuck out to me. Like, I never really heard this quote, or I've, actually, I have heard this quote, but I didn't know it was from Muhammad Ali. And it was when he was at H- Howard University, and th- he was signing um, newspapers and everything. He was making speeches at Howard University on the quad, and it was just really empowering. Um, the next quote was, uh, was told very young that she was pretty for a dark-skinned girl. This quote really hit me hard because when I was younger, I was told I was pretty for a light skin or as a black girl. And I never really understood that until now when I'm older where that's sort of offensive because I should be pretty no matter what. I am beautiful. I am fantastic i am great i have a great personality i am beautiful inside and out like people should not put down other people just because of the skin of their color and say like oh you're pretty for an asian girl or indian girl or a blah, blah blah girl and i'm like that doesn't make any sense why would you say that um but it really stuck out to me and this was said when he was explaining one of the, his love of his life so when he was in Howard University and how he met her through, um, just like a friend group, and they got along so well. And he was describing her as the most beautiful girl ever, but she also had flaws, and her flaws was that she was insecure about her body and about her, um, face and her, um, beauty. And she told him like I was told very young that she that I was a black pretty preferred a dark skin girl. So, yeah. and then in the slightly beginning, it explains how blues brutality deaths can take a toll on people's lives, especially in a small community. Um, and in the beginning, it explains like when he was growing up or when his son was growing up in his fifteenth year, um, Michael Brown and Eric Garner's death occurred. And he remembered that his son was watching the news waiting for a conviction for Michael Brown's case. And there was no conviction and that he was so devastated and he started crying. The author portrayed it as so heartbroken that he couldn't do anything to say to his son other than this happened. And it's just really heartbreaking. Um, The tone overall in this documentary is very depressing and sad. Um, I don't think there was any uplifting other than in Slightly the Middle where it was this man rapping sort of, like, a spoken word. I couldn't really understand him because he was kind of talking super fast, um, and there was also, like, kind of, like, upbeat music, but it was pretty much, like, I just believe that the whole documentary was just sad and depressing. Um, the diction that the author was portraying and and that the celebrities were talking in was pretty formal. In certain times but also informal as if the author was directly talking to his son um he would tell him like i was doing this i was doing that and he would use sort of slang to portray those um stories and at some times he was formal when he was talking about slavery and um the history of african americans and uh, civil rights um the celebrities narrating are like really in character and they give like sad vibes and a depressing tone and they were just really you can tell that they sounded upset and that they were actually taking like into consideration and acting as if they were the author um they used like the perfect tone when they were talking um it was an overall a great documentary and i believe you should watch it Miss <laughs> Um But yeah, the celebrities were really into the book and they just, their explanations and the way they portrayed it through the author's uh, book was just really great. So yeah, thank you for listening.